Three shots, four part, I just do two, one pup, pop four, birdie, woohoo, new driver, info, replace, M2, pop five, fairway, what you finna do? Think I'll try to get on into, start right, good line, good view, it drew, shoot him, make Gavin, two thumbs that's up high and two fingers. Right on the Screws Podcast, presented by Manscaped, manscaped.com. Our friends over at Manscaped again, uh, coming through once again, big month in April. Um, thanks everybody for the support who went over and used the code at OTS Golf at OTS Golf over on manscaped.com. 20% off plus free shipping. Um, National Testicular Cancer Awareness Month just wrapped up. Uh, it was a big campaign and it went pretty well, went really successful. So thank you to everybody for the support. Um, obviously helps us and there is a uh, there is a lot of science and research and, you know, a way to find a cure. So thank you so much to uh, to everybody for doing what you could who is uh, supporting the pod as well. Manscaped.com. Uh, use OTS Golf, 20% off plus free shipping. Uh, Bryce, this is a bit of a different one. Bryce is here with us. Anybody who's uh, just listening along here. Um, we figured, we've been talking a little bit, Bryce. We figured let's get on some personalities or some, you know, whatever it may be where golf is kind of um, a second piece, right? Just lost my video there. I don't know what happened. but Yeah, we're just trying to mix it up a little, you know. Um, not so much um, people in the golf industry, and players so as uh, as much more kind of player or players still but outside of the golf game so like we yeah. have uh, we have Cole Perfetti coming up here who plays for the Winnipeg Jets and he uh, just picked the game up recently but um, it's cool to see a different side of it for sure yeah and I was kind of fascinated with the idea of golf being a secondary sport so we've had pro golfers on or people who you know run their own businesses you know like Barry Fort the gm at cope down like in the golf industry golf is like their main thing right um obviously a bunch of pga tour canada pros and stuff too some lpga pros the idea was like to share something where the where golf is is a passion right mm -hmm. so i think uh having cole perfetti like you said winnipeg jets um young superstar was pretty cool um idea to kind of uh you know, I know you and Blake know him and it was really fascinating discussion. So that'll be kind of coming up right after this, but it's kind of cool to like break into this idea with that thought. And we have, uh, we have a couple other guests kind of lined up too. So if you like this one, go over at OTS golf, send us a uh, DM always, always, uh, you know, we'll get back to you within uh, a little while and the feedback is much, uh, much appreciated. Um, mm -hmm. And if there is something that you like or don't like or something you want to see on the pod, we're trying to get a little bit more engaging with YouTube. It's difficult right now, uh, golf season starting. So, um, and I know everybody's busy. Mark's really busy too, doing some, uh, who's doing our editing. So we're trying to just kind of get it up for now, put up some shorts and stuff like that. So go over and check out our YouTube on the screws podcast over on YouTube as well. Bryce, um, before we get to Cole, I wanted to, uh, I did not give you any idea that we were going to talk about this, but I thought we could talk a little bit about your past. So we haven't really got into like your hockey career or anything like that. We've, I've always touched on it. Like Bryce has played at, you know, high level. Maybe we could talk a little bit about what brought you into the game. Uh, I know you've been playing golf a long time, just like myself, but mm -hmm. hockey was your first sport. I think I, hockey, lacrosse, then golf. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like you're a pretty damn good golfer. Um, I guess if you were to rank your sports, you're probably the like the best at lacrosse, right? Lacrosse, hockey, right? But you still played, you know, hockey at a high level. Um, a good portion of our listeners are from Canada, 
we're getting to the NHL playoffs right now. We have three teams from Canada, the NHL playoffs, most we've had in a, oh, a little while. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, maybe tell us a little bit about how things got started for you, like in the hockey, let's, let's go with hockey because that's kind of what we're, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get into the golf a little bit, but this is kind of like a hockey slash golf episode. Well, I think I kind of just started with, uh, my dad, obviously he played when he, he played growing up from in Ajax there. And, uh, he used to build rinks in our backyard ever since I could remember. I remember I was one and a half years old skating on the backyard rink with no pylon, no cone, just wow. wheeling around free, free skating. And I remember, remember my mom was saying she was pregnant with my brother. She said she'd tie my skates up once. I'd go there for six, seven hours, just skating circles. And then I'd come in for lunch and then she'd lace them right back up and I'd go right back out after. So that's kind of where it started. And then I was lucky enough for them to kind of put some money up front for me to play rep hockey all growing up. And I, uh, pretty appreciative of that. Cause I know it gets real expensive, especially with uh, oh, three yeah. boys, but, um, that's kind of how it started. And then it just kind of, just kind of took off, fell in love with it and didn't stop playing for as long as I could. So you still play now, you still play like men's Mm -hmm. league now, but, um, so you went on to when, so Bryce and our cousins, most people listen to the pod know that now. So, um, through my wife is, uh, is Bryce's cousin. So when I first met her, you were, I think you'd just gotten drafted in the OHL or were just about to be drafted. That was, you know, I think it was my minor midget year. Yeah. 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 You saw a few games when I was in Whitby, didn't you? Yeah. I think you guys were in. Cause we were out in, you were out in Belleville for like the OMJ championships or something. Mm-hmm. I, and I, and I was out there. Um, I don't know if I was out, like just out in the city or whatever. And I came by and checked it out or if we drove out, cause we were drive quite a bit. Like, and I know mm-hmm. when we were kind of getting together, spending a lot of time with is when kind of Chad, your, your middle brother yeah. was like coming up too. So I got to see a lot of his games, which, which was great. And a little bit of Blake's as well. And, um, so it was like. Yeah, Belleville was the first time I saw you play. I remember that. And I think you had, I'm pretty sure you had already been drafted at that time, which was, uh, you know, so you you were like a goal scorer. That was like mm-hmm. your your thing, right? So you were an elite offensive talent. Um, yeah, not much defense there, but. That translates directly to your golf game, if, if I can say. Yeah. It's all oh, like yeah. all gas, all power, like, you know, moving yeah. forward all the time. Yeah, laps um, are for basketball. Exactly, exactly. And you'll see that in some of our reels that we've posted. Uh, for Bryce and I, like I made a birdie the other day on, man, on the hardest hole, one of the hardest holes that I played, just specifically because the green is like so nasty. And mm. <laughs> if, you, if you check out the putt, if I would have missed it, I was 10 gone. feet. It was gone. Yeah. It might've been off the front edge of the green. Mm-hmm. But um, so so what was that like you you talked a little bit in this episode about what it was like kind of to start that you know that pro-life mentality of moving away from home moving in with Mm -hmm. like a billet stuff like that um did you have like any connection with golf at that time or was it just hockey 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 and then obviously lacrosse was like a primary sport for you as well i mean yeah i've been playing golf since i can remember too my uh my grandpa was a member at cherry downs for the longest time also known were, for some of the nastiest greens around this area too. yeah back when they were private too and they were concrete like you yeah. couldn't you had to if 
you're hitting a 60 degree wedge from 100, 100 or whatever, 90 yards, you had to land the ball 10 yards in front of the pin because you weren't stopping it. It would, it would skip off those greens. But, uh, but yeah, I was on the range when I, as soon as I could walk, hitting balls. And uh, my mom actually told me this the other day. I, I used to draw crowds when I was like four or five years old because I was hitting the ball so far. And uh, I laugh when she told me that because I mean, obviously, I don't remember it, but it's just funny to hear those those stories. I feel like I heard that story about you a little while ago that you were. Yeah, I feel like, like it was kind of recent. Three or four years old, crushing like you know, hundred plus year drives and stuff like that. That's cool. Yeah, that's pretty. Well, cool. we'd always go because uh, uh, my grandpa had to spend his uh, clubhouse. Like you have to spend the minimum at yeah. the food and beverage, or, so we'd always go for dinner. And I would never be at the table. I'd always be either putting or hitting balls on the range or um they always said to come get me to to come eat and then i'd scarf my food down real quick and go right back out so yeah i just wanted to like kind of take a minute and like touch on some of that it'd be like this is an episode that was kind of cool because we get to learn a little bit about like the life of cole perfetti who's now playing Mm -hmm. you know in the nhl PJing around everywhere right now, like a really yeah. successful young individual, individual, extremely well-spoken, really intelligent guy. It yeah. was a great listen. So stick around and listen to it. I wanted to kind of like take a moment and yeah, I thought it'd be a good idea to kind of, uh, kind of touch on what kind of got you into the game hockey as well. And then obviously the cross, I remember, so I played the cross in like high school and stuff. It became a big thing when we were in high school and our team was okay. I was never very good at it. I remember uh, specifically like my best lacrosse story is in high school um, playing and going to like, you know, you like poke a guy or awesome. whatever in the chest or whatever. Yeah. We were oh, like yeah. awesome. And I like get hit as I'm like poking somebody dislocate my shoulder, like 10 feet, 10 yards, maybe in front of my girlfriend in high school and all of her friends. And I just like hit the ground. I think I threw up a little bit and I just like let out, like, I guess like you let out a pretty weird noise. You've, yeah, you've dislocated, you know, joints and stuff before. And it, uh, it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel bad, but like the idea of it, like when, when you move or it like starts to, I don't know, I don't want anybody to be sick in their car, but when it starts to go back in, it does not feel fun. So, yeah. um, that was like my best, uh, <laughs> I guess that's my best uh, memory in in lacrosse, but it's a it's a cool sport. It's fun. It's fast. It's like we really enjoyed it, and um, like our team is actually pretty good at it for like a small trade school, which was cool. Um, nice. But yeah, like I got into golf too when I was young. My mom would bring me out to the course all the time. My high school again, trades high school. We didn't have a big team. It was like myself. There were three other guys, casual golfers, and it was tough. Like all the guys have been playing a long time and stuff. I did you know, I did fairly well. I really liked like the match play and stuff like that. And I remember, I think I've told the officer story about going like 73 or 75 or something like that one day and then shooting a 91 or 94 or something the next day. Um, it was pretty, uh, yeah, but it was a good start. I love golf, man. It was kind of like nice to get into it early and, um, you know, it's kind of interesting. I like hearing everybody's different stories about how they like find the time to play all these different sports you know what i mean and how yeah. to like navigate all that different stuff right so yeah my uh my prime time golfing years were probably from 12 to 15 because yeah. i remember we had probably i don't know at least 14 kids with memberships at deer creek and we would literally all go there at eight o'clock in the morning and be get picked up at dark 
and nice. we'd play literally as many holes a day as we can. Sometimes we'd have six groups out there. Yeah, that's all one sweet. after another after another. So those, uh, I feel like that's where I got pretty decent at golf. Well, and then as I got older, playing have having to deal with the stress of playing cherry, um, <laughs> really really tighten my game up because that's a tough track. I feel like I'm going through that with Port Hope right now. Although. 76 or something the other day. I shot well the other day. Nice. Three birdies, no doubles, which was good. No doubles, awesome, um, which was nice. Like I had a decent day. I only had one lost ball, which I played. So in 36 holes there, I've only lost one ball, which is pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. I got up and down as well. So, or maybe I didn't. I think I made a bogey. Anyway, so um, it's been good though. It's been uh, games coming around. I was doing a little little bit of practice just kind of walked out onto one of the holes practice a little bit the other day which was pretty good but uh nice. we have um another recording we're going to jump into now but uh we might as well go ahead just get into the episode this is a, a pretty lengthy one really appreciate the time from cole perfetti again winnipeg jets uh thanks to bryce and blake for kind of setting this one up um this yep. is i know one of uh one of bryce's uh younger brother blake one of his childhood buddies so really appreciate the connection there um and yeah, hopefully we're going to tee up with Cole at some point this summer. Uh, he's going through a little bit of injuries next and stuff summer. like that. Maybe next summer, but uh, if he's in the area, maybe we'll get something uh, something live or I don't know, do a, roll some putts or something like that too. We can get going. But yeah, we'll um, figure it out. Yeah, this is our episode with Cole Perfetti, Winnipeg Jets. Enjoy. Are you a superstitious guy? Um, Hockey players are notoriously superstitious. I'll give yeah. you his answer right now because everyone says it. I try not to be superstitious, but I have a couple <laughs> things. Yeah, there's there's a couple things I do. Um, I wouldn't say I'm superstitious because, you know, if, if certain things, you know, don't go in, in a certain way, off. like it, it doesn't throw me, like it won't throw me off if like, you know, something doesn't happen in the in the exact way that I need it to. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, I try to do, like I'll take my stick the exact same way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, those are both definitions after. of being superstitious. Both of those things. What do you mean? <laughs> They're no, know. they are superstitious ways, right? So yeah. I was saying to Bryce, like I always put my stuff on left hand side, like so. I was a freak when I played. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, like I mean, it's pretty normal. A yeah. lot of guys do it to like get their mind in the right, you know, state to play yeah. hockey and feel comfortable out there. So, I mean, I like to do certain things, but at the end of the day, if it doesn't happen the exact way I need it to, it's not a big deal. You're not like Tiger Tyler uh, Sagan waiting to uh, whoever the other player is going off the ice last or whatever it is. Yeah, being the last guy off. Yeah. No, it's not. Uh, it's not that big of a deal for me. So we didn't do an intro, but we're in conversation with Cole, Cole Perfetti, uh, Winnipeg Jets, number ninety-one. Yes. Okay. Right on. Right on. So uh, connection through Bryce and Blake, and uh, really appreciate you taking the time. I ask you that, Cole, because I was going through this with Bryce, and his eyebrows were sticking up, and both of them. One of them was sticking up. I don't know. The one, yeah. The Actually, one. it's pretty good right now. <laughs> so, uh, 2018 Saginaw Spirit, 63 games played. You had 37 goals, 37 Max assists. Max was digging deep for this. Are you a numbers guy? I'm a numbers guy. So, 37 goals, 37 assists, 74 points, right? So, next year you come back, 61 games, pretty similar. 37 goals, 74 assists for 111 points. 111 minus 37 is 74. 74 assists. You had 74 points the year before. 37 goals. So what is like, is there anything about that? Like, or is it just, was that just a fluke? Yeah. Just a fluke. My, I remember my dad saying, you know, at the end of my uh, second year there in second, he's like, that is so weird. Like the numbers are just, they're all like, all the same. Like, yeah, like, just funny how it finished. But, uh, oh, that just, that was a coincidence. Like 
didn't really plan on that, you know, trying to score more, trying to get more points. So didn't plan on stopping there. I, I couldn't get the game by game stats to see if you just, uh, shut it down with a few to go. We're like, Oh, this is cool. This is uh this is it. But, uh, yeah, maybe we can jump into it. Cole, give us a little intro. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, maybe a little bit about yourself away from the rink. This is something we're trying to do. Introduce a, uh, little bit of, um, like you're a golfer, you play golf, but obviously you're a professional hockey player. So we're trying to introduce a little bit of the mindset of people who are kind of into the game as a hobby, passion, whatever it may be. Maybe tell us about yourself. Yeah. Um, Grew up in the, the Whippy area, um, you know, same areas as the Yetman family, um, you know, known them for a long time. So, um, yeah, I grew up in Whippy, played my minor hockey there, uh, you know, played all kinds of sports growing up, but, you know, hockey was my main one and kind of stuck to that when I was around 13, 14 and just tried to pursue that and um, ended up going to the, the OHL and saying, you know, um, stayed there for two years and then COVID shut us down and that took me into my NHL draft year where I, or NHL draft, sorry, where I got selected by Winnipeg and um, pretty fortunate situation for me where I got to come to Manitoba, play in the AHL as a, as a 19 year old. Um, not a lot of people get that opportunity. So that was pretty, uh, pretty lucky for me and um, really gave me a good shot to, you know, make the Jets this year, which, you know, obviously took a little bit of time and, and uh, you know, halfway through the year, I was able to, you know, kind of crack the lineup and, and stay with the Jets. So, um, yeah, just, uh, like you said, just started getting into golf. Um, you know, having the COVID shutdown was big for me. I think, you know, a lot of hockey players are, you know, you have the summers off, so you play, you play yep. golf. Um, that's kind of, for me, I was never into it, but I realized, you know, lots of guys are doing all my friends are doing it. So tried, gave it a shot, joined, the joined the course, joined Oshawa and, uh, have a great group there. And, and, uh, you know, loving it now, just, uh, enjoying golfing every day in the summer. Nice. Uh, just to go back to that COVID year, um, the O didn't have a season. Do you think you would have went back or do you think you would have still played in the A? Cause I know for some guys, if you're ready for the A, you'll play there, but, um, some guys go back for their, uh, their yeah, so for year. Me, I was still too young to go to the A at that point. Oh I yeah. I forgot about that rule. Right. I would have had to have gone back to the L if it would have happened. Yeah. So, I mean, it sucks that the OHL got canceled and, and obviously didn't get to go back to Saginaw, but I got to play in the AHL. It yeah, probably benefited you too, to, to kind of get that next level and play, play uh... 100%. You yeah. know, I got 30, 30 something games in the AHL, then, you know, got an opportunity to go play yeah. in the world over in Latvia um, and, and represent Canada at the men's level. So like that whole year, the whole COVID year, like a lot of guys missed out, but, I benefited. Yeah, exactly. So it was, awesome. it was awesome for me. So you guys both, you guys both played junior hockey in the States. Yeah. Yep. Both kind of went that route, right? So, yeah. um, for SAG and Plymouth being so close, I feel like there wasn't that much of a rival. I don't know. Yeah, not really. I mean, once well, you had Flint, to, but Flint, yeah, we had, we had Flint, but once they went to Flint, I think there was a huge rival just cause it was like 25 minutes away. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't really hear much about like Plymouth and SAG being, no, I mean yeah. they had a little bit of rivalry, but nothing like they should have. Yeah, now it's kind of big with with Flint and Sag, like they yeah. ate each other. Yeah. Well, I heard like the rumors of like through COVID that it might be like a three teams, right? Three teams in the states. Yeah, like having to play that bubble or whatever. I know. I heard that. Like, like that could be. Yeah. Could you imagine what that'd be like after I don't know nine oh. games of seeing the same team? But yeah, um, always, always hockey. Cool. Always hockey for you. 
yeah, I mean, hockey since was always one of the sports I played. I mixed in a lot of lacrosse, soccer, um, stuff like that. But hockey was always something that stuck and um, was always there. And then, then kind of made the decision at 14 that I was just like, I got to focus on this. This is what I want to do. And um, went from there and obviously ended up here. And um, it's been a good choice so far. Yeah, no kidding. Are you a soccer player? Do you play at all anymore? Not anymore. I played when I was like, 10 to like 13, 10 to 12, somewhere in there, like a couple right. years. You yeah, still got it when you play in sewer or what? I got sewer good. I'm, I'm good at sewer, but um, <laughs> I'm all right. I'm all right at sewer. Let's say that. I'm okay. Nothing special. There's some, all the Euros on our team are nasty. Yeah. How good are they? They're it's so insane. Good. They're all yeah. so good. So I, uh, I they're all good at ping pong too for some weird reason. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm like I'm very good at table tennis, not ping pong. Bryce. Come on, Man, actually, I came over. And I played you guys. I played you guys one time, and I was terrible in your basement. But I hadn't played in I don't know ten years. But um, like I played against this. I used to play at the gym I, I was at, and I played against like Mr. How. I remember Mr. How. He's like a Japanese like national player, and uh, I probably played two hundred something games against him before I finally. Beat he just him. ran the tables. Eh? <laughs> oh, he's so good. Finally got him. But uh, my dad has played. I think he played in the Premier League for like a season before he came from Scotland. Um, I for did table. not get no, no, no. Like soccer, oh. I did not get the soccer genetic at all. I'm going back to soccer, and I did not <laughs> get that. Terrible. You're an Italian guy. Yeah, I yeah. am. So, is that is really. that is that tough right now? The world, like, should we not talk about? Canadian I mean, soccer? I'm not that much. I heard I'm more of a. <laughs> I was cheering for Canada to qualify more than yeah. Than it, like obviously, I'll cheer for Italy, but it was cool that I was cheering for Canada more. I would consider. Yeah. I don't want to say I'm like a big sport. soccer guy, but I guess like, I could care less about soccer, <laughs> but I guess like they were the Euro cup champs, right? Italy. Yeah. They won, they won yeah. the Euro cup and then, and then not playing. Yeah. yeah. They didn't even have like everyone thought it was like a big deal. Cause they're going to have to play Portugal to get out of their like group to get into the world yeah. cup. And they didn't even have to play Portugal kind of just walked their way to the yeah yeah world cup, which is pretty frustrating. That's tough. That's tough. So you kind of, um, you know, when you're a junior, do you, Obviously, so like some of the guys like Bryce and I are both playing baseball and stuff like that when we were younger, golf since a young age. Um, did you play hockey like all year round? You're still a young guy, mind you. You're still a young guy, but um, yeah. Um, I mean, when you're young, your body can just go and right. like playing spring tournaments, summer tournaments, skating all year. Now it's a little bit different. The last couple of years, I've come back and you know, take a month off, get in the gym. You know, then get slowly ease my way back into it a couple skates a week before, you know, August, I start to hit it hard. Yeah. But for the most part, like it's such a long year, your body takes such a, like such a toll on your body. It's such a grind that it's like, you got to come back, take a month, a little bit over a month off to give your mind a, a reset, give your body a reset. And, um, so now, now it's not year round. I mean, I guess it technically is cause I'm in the gym as soon as I get back. And that's kind of my job, which would, you know, go hand in hand with being on the ice and, and hockey. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'll take a couple of weeks, maybe a month off from, from ice and kind of just relax for a bit. Nice. Yeah. Nice ever, being home too, after a long season. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Seeing the family, seeing friends you haven't seen all year. It's tough, but are, uh, are you in a hotel room right now? No, it's for my, uh, this is my room. yeah, I got a, me and, me and one guy on the, on the jets got a townhouse. Nice. Nice, oh, nice little spot. Do we get to know who you're rooming with right now? Dylan Sandberg. Okay. Big defense from Minnesota. Okay. Nice. All right. He's actually a heck of a golfer. Is he? Oh, man. 
next week yeah. on the pod, Dylan Sandberg from Minnesota. I uh six four, two twenty five, and just Nick. max the ball. Like he's he's really that's sweet. So do you find golf cool? Do you find it as like a bit of a release, like a release for yourself? Like being a professional athlete, I am not a professional athlete. I don't know the demand that you go through. Um, but you know, I have a professional like working career as well. So, you know, they're 40, 50, 60 hours a week, whatever it may be. And, you know, you go to the golf course to kind of unwind. Right. So do you, you're not at the level you are in your career without being an extremely competitive guy. So do you find that the golf course, you can kind of like use it as a release or do you find it to be, you know, you said you picked up the game a little bit later. Do you find like you're trying to always be competitive with the guys you're playing with some of the best players in Canada, a couple of these young guys. So, um, what do you think? Like, is it, uh, is it fun for you or is it uh grind trying to find the game? Yeah. I mean, I love it. Like it's so much fun and I can just go out there, put my phone away, not worry about anything, but hitting the ball for mm-hmm. four or five hours. So it's, it's a great way to just get my mind off of everything and just hang out with a couple of buddies. Um, but at the same time, like it's so frustrating because it's so obviously golf is such a hard sport yeah. uh-huh. for everyone but let alone like, especially someone who just started. And, um, I, like you said, I'm playing with guys that have been playing their whole lives and are so good. And, um, it's so frustrating when I, you know, can't do the things that they can do. And I I have like, obviously I know I can't do it, but it's, it just frustrates me. Um, when you lose all the time, like, but at the same time, just having a good time, like trying to get out there and, so now I'll tell you what though, playing against guys like that gets you better, whether you like yeah, it or yeah. not. Like you learn so much from like golfing with guys that can stripe the ball. hundred percent. Like, I mean, playing with, playing with your brother, playing with Jack, Ethan, like I'm getting free lessons basically every time I play. Yeah, exactly. Blake's, Blake's, not, Blake's not giving you anything for free. I'll tell you that right now. No, he's, <laughs> on the same team he is, but yeah. <laughs> is Tom uh, a good golfer? He's decent. Jack Thompson. Oh yeah. He's real good. He's really good. He's real, like he would be probably like a four or five. Oh, okay. Like he wouldn't be at cards or your brother. Yeah, I didn't know where he was at. Get a couple he shots. He just got him. on the ice too. Yeah, he's having. Yeah, he's, he's, he's having a great too now. Yep. No, he's he's real good at golf. So everyone we golf with is so frustrating. Oh my god. So next great uh, group, next great time group. you play a pickup game, you take it easy on the guys, right? So <laughs> yeah. same, same type of thing, right? So who got you into the game, Cole? Um. Of golf or hockey? Let's go golf. Okay. Uh, I mean, my dad always wanted me to be a golfer, and I was just, like, I was never interested. And then COVID happened, and started golfing a little bit at the end of that COVID year in SAG, like my second year in Saginaw. Um, mm-hmm. We started golfing a little bit, and you know, I was really good friends with Ethan. We played in Saginaw together, um, and he was a member at Oshawa, and he was just like, "Dude, just come out, like, just try it." Mm-hmm. Get a membership, try it for one year, see if you like it. And sure enough, went out there and loved it. And, you know, played 70 rounds that year. I was there every day on the range, just loving it. So um, I guess you could say Ethan Cardwell got me into it, but I get, it would be everyone at the course, so a bunch of guys that we're friends with. And um, just being with them every day, like hanging out and having someone to golf with was just, it. I got hooked. Yeah, yeah being a nice, member... Yeah. Being a member is more than just golf. It's like the camaraderie of like your buddies and the, yeah, being at the course and everyone working there. And that's yeah, like, it's, it's pretty it's good. fun. Yeah, you can go hang out there all day. Exactly. I love it. 
Yeah, we don't, uh, like we, uh, I'm a member at Port Hope, so I've met a, a bunch of guys already, been playing a little bit, quite a bit actually. And um, they were telling me they got this like little uh, made up men's league, which is pretty cool. So they have like a couple prizes, you throw in a 20 or whatever and closest to the pins and whatnot. And no longest drive though. So like, that's the only, like, that's the best part of my game this year, really. Bryce, Bryce, same thing, right? But downwind, I hit one 365 the other day. It was like 75 kilometer winds, though. It was uh, right on the water. All you got to do is throw a ball up in the air and it just kind of, just kind of flows down there, right? So, um, I, uh, it's, it's good though. We'll have to have you out. It's good. Bryce has never played Port Hope either, have you, Bryce? Nope. No. So it's one of only, uh, six courses on Lake Ontario, uh, in, obviously wow. Ontario. So it's, uh, it's definitely one to go check out. It's, it's a pretty cool little track, but, um, same question for hockey. Yeah. That one's my mom and dad more. So my dad, I mean, my mom obviously loved wanted me to be a hockey player, but she was kind of just like, whatever, whatever he wants to do. My dad put me on skates when I, on my second birthday. So I like, we had a backyard rink and I didn't know, I obviously wasn't skating, but I was just like, he was just trying to get me to stand up on skates. And, um, Ever since then, you know, he's the one that got me into it. Uh, you know, my grandfather was uh, taking me once a week to like a private rink and doing like he was kind of teaching me how to skate and all that kind of stuff. So um, my family's huge. My mom, my dad, um, they played a huge role. And, and they're the ones that, you know, my dad always wanted. He always had a dream that his kid was going to be a hockey player. Um, and Fortunately, I love the game. Yeah, making dreams come true. Yeah, sometimes you don't, uh, you have a dream for a kid. And I think, you know, they might not necessarily love that sport or what they're, what you want them to do. But for my dad, fortunately, I was, uh, I loved it right away. Um, loved hockey right away. So, did um, you ever play with my brother? When you guys were really young, you played hockey when we were young. We might have when we were really young, like six. Yeah. I know we played lacrosse when we were really young. Um, But I don't know if we ever played. Because you played year up or. Yeah, once we got to novice, like I played right. the old, yeah, you're older, the whole, Blake, the yeah. whole way up. Yeah, Blake. Blake's, yeah, you're Blake's yeah. age, right? You're no two. Yeah, I'm Blake's age, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but then he went up, you yeah. played with the. I played with Chad a bit in, uh, like, you know, like before novice. It was like. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know what it was called. Silverstick. Silverstick, yeah. Yeah, I think I played with Chad there. Um, and then he Coach, was obviously. Coach Greg. Yeah, I yeah, I think that I think he was my coach. I think that was my coach. So obviously, uh, he's two years older than me though, so I yeah. didn't play with him for that. But so who are you giving the nod to? We'll put you on the spot, Coach Greg, Blaker, 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 Chad. If you're, uh, if you're, well, I guess you guys are young, right? So yeah, um, like real young. Yeah, yeah, like five or six years old. I always like pairing these guys against one another. So Bryce is my cousin. Everybody who's listening to Pod knows Bryce and I are cousins. And uh, I see everything that uh, Coach Greg and Jody have gone through raising these three guys. So <laughs> all all pretty good individuals here. Not not too bad. So, um, you know, good thing for your parents. Are you, are you an only child? Cool. No, I have an older sister. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's a lot. They've been through a lot, man. So, you know, be thankful. Remember them. Cause I'm a, I'm a dad now. So it's one of those things where it's like, it's a, yeah, it's a different level of, uh, you know, kind of prepping your, your children for their life. So good for him getting you on the skates at two. Obviously it's paid off, right? Pulling on the yeah. heartstrings a little, eh? Hey man, it's, uh, <laughs> right. yeah, if we, uh, when he makes it, when he makes it, it's, uh, yeah. let me, let me ask you, you, what's the, uh, you get the, so you sign your entry level deal, right? 
we don't have to get into yeah. specifics or anything like that. What's the first thing that you that you got for yourself or for a family member or friend or something? I actually I didn't buy anything for a while Smart. off my off my uh, signing bonus. I put it all away. Um, after playing the HL for the last year, I came back and I bought myself new clubs. Oh, that was my biggest purchase, nice. probably. And that's I bought literally what Chad just did. That's too. I was just gonna say. Chad did the same thing. I was there when we right. came home with them. Yeah, he uh, he came in the house and he was like, "Oh, I just got like new gear. He had all the new Sim Two stuff. I yeah. just like got in the driver or something too. So we were kind of checking it out. He's pretty excited. Sorry to cut you off there, Cole. Yeah. yeah, no, that's uh, as soon as I got some money, I was like, I'm gonna get some new golf clubs. So uh, that was pretty good. And then I bought myself an iPad. That was it. Everything else is kind of in the bank or just day-to-day stuff i was fortunate enough to have a car ready for my parents so yeah um, you uh you start talking gear and bryce is gone you've lost yeah, you've big, lost them i'm he's a big just, gear yeah, guy yeah, yeah. 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 what'd you go with you go tailor-made stuff or yeah i got p790s and then i got uh sim 2 driver and uh three wood and hybrid and then i got a scotty putter you kid it yeah yeah i'm not good enough to use it all but i look good on the course hey you'll get there though i mean yeah. you said you're what 120 your first round you're down to yeah. like, like mid 80s i mean that's a hell of a start man that's yeah well yeah it took about I mean, a month to shave like 10 strokes in like a month yeah, all shipping the more you play like you'll just exactly. keep going down and down and down exactly that's almost my game right now. I might not be getting up to 120 or we wouldn't be hosting a <laughs> golf podcast. Yet, yeah, I can go out there and shoot a set. That's why the guys like immediately, they're like, oh, what's your handicap when you join like a club or whatever? It's like, you know, I said, do you really want to know like what the average of my 10 best scores are? Or like, I have an extremely volatile game. So if I tell you the <laughs> average of the 10 worst scores, it's going to be very different. So handicap's a misleading thing. I don't really follow it. Bryce follows it to a T every, uh, scores <laughs> everything. But uh, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I don't have down, a handicap date, though. I've never kept my handicap. Dating all your score. Well, yeah, yeah. So, but, but I have uh, all my scorecards in the past twenty rounds. Yeah. yeah, I was there when Chad came home with his stuff. He's uh, it's pretty funny. So he's got all. He's the same getting gear. really into it now too. Sorry to cut you off. I think he, he got the seven seventies though. That's what they had. And yeah. Chad's a pretty good golfer. He is. Uh, he's a pretty good golfer. And then he's got the old eighty-eight oh two. Bryce, have you seen? I know. Yeah. yeah, I looked at that. I that like, thing I, sat in our garage for so many years. I used it like a couple times, but he took it, regripped it, and it's his little baby now. Yeah, I love those putters. They're uh, it's like the old Wilson style. Like the he plays like my dad missiles. though. He's boring golfer. Hits the ball like two fifty. <laughs> a little wedge. Your dad beats the pants off you though. My dad's a good golfer. He is. Not he anymore, is pretty but... good. And he's got the uh, like nineteen. 19- Eight, uh, yeah. 89 DTIs or some titles DTIs and he's still he's still shooting 70s with those things yeah um so let's go back to junior Cole uh you start playing junior hockey so what's that experience like um obviously Bryce we we should have talked about this at some point so jump in here um same type of experience um you go away from home you know kind of moving on to what is the start of a professional career what is that like for yourself yeah it was uh it was a little overwhelming at first like you know you live with your parents your whole life and they do everything for you. I mean, not saying that my, like your bill, your billet family essentially does everything for you too, but you know, you're away from your family, you're away from your parents at 16. It's definitely different. It, it took a little bit of adjusting, but I mean, I was fortunate enough to have a great billet family. Like I talk to them every day now, like when I was in Florida, they have a place down there, like drove down from Tampa couple hours down to their their place on marco island and spend easter there last weekend so 
that's kind of relationship we have with, with my billet family. Like they're, uh, I, I lucked out big time. Sometimes you hear horror stories about billets and yeah. stuff like that. So I, I lucked out and which was I'm pretty fortunate for that. Um, and then obviously on the ice, there's a huge adjustment. Like you're playing against, you know, you're used to playing against kids that are 14, 15 your age. And now you're going against, uh, you know, guys that are 20, 21, you know, 19 that are signed in the NHL. They're kind of, they're men, like they're big, strong. It's a big adjustment at 16. So it was hard, hard in the beginning. Um, but it was a great experience, like learn so much on and off the ice, you know, not just hockey wise, but how to be good, like handle your stuff. Yeah. Um, You're just forced to grow up really. Yeah. That's what it is. You, you, you mature so much in one year, like it's crazy. So, um, yeah, it was great. I loved it. I loved it in Saginaw. So talk a little bit about world juniors. Can we get in? I love world juniors. Like everybody does. Uh, Right. So, uh, best time like we talked about masters a couple weeks ago best time of year and uh in golf world juniors is kind of like the best time of year in hockey for me anyway and i think a lot yeah, of us, so and you played a big role there too so good yeah the, i mean the first year was yeah first year was awkward like there was no uh no fans obviously we were in a tight bubble covid was still pretty fresh so it was really strict and and a great experience like you know anytime you get to wear the Canadian Jersey, especially at the world junior level, it's pretty special. And, um, it was awesome. I ended up losing to the U S which in the gold medal game, which hurt that, that one hurt. Um, it was a big reason why I wanted to go back to this past year. So bad. Like, um, I wanted to win a gold medal and, and I, you know, we had such a good team and, you know, having friends and family there this year was, uh, for the first couple of games was awesome. And then obviously, you know, you guys know what happened. It got canceled because of COVID and pretty frustrating, but, uh, yeah, it was awesome. Awesome experience. Like world juniors, it's everything that you dream of and more like, you know, you always picture when you're like eight years old playing Mm -hmm. for team Canada Christmas time. And, um, to be able to do that twice was pretty surreal. It was, it was awesome. How good is Drysdale, man? He's real good. I mean, you see him like he's my age and he's already at a hundred plus NHL, like you, you, you see how good he is. So good playing the game with and against him my whole life. Like you've seen it. Yeah, I, rem- I remember my brother because he's pretty good buddies with Chad because he played with him in Erie and he was like, yep. "Kid is going to be so good." And like I yeah. didn't really pay too much attention, but then I started watching a bit and I'm like, "Holy!" Like he's, he's unreal. God, he's unreal. Uh, like obviously, I've been watching the game my whole life as well. I uh, didn't play it at the level of of either one of you guys, but uh, yeah, I was. Uh, like I said, it was tough kind of growing up in like the Ben Bishop era. You got to be six foot six. But um, when I saw Drysdale, the first game I went to see in Erie, I was kind of blown away. Like yeah. I hadn't seen a skater like that since like Eric. Since Eric Sean Carlson. did. Like Eric Carlson, man. Like, like that level yeah. of like elite skating. Um, and he's obviously doing really well now. So um, I guess World Juniors, they're trying to redo the bubble or something like that this summer. Is that is that happening? Yeah, they're going to do it in August in Edmonton again. They're going right. to finish the tournament off. Um, I don't know how it's going to look, how it's going to be, but um, they're saying it's going to happen in, in August. Wait, they're going to finish it from last year? Yeah, like the year that got canceled. So like all the kids that are like, so like the same teams are going to go back, like the same rosters. Really? Gonna Tournament's going to start over, but they're going to have the same rosters. And it's going to be like, finish that. Like Winnipeg won't let you go though, will they? Yeah, I'm not 100% sure. Obviously. Will you go if you get the chance? 
I mean, you, you, you'd love to, like it's world juniors. I mean, it's not the same, you know, thing. And yeah, you know, you're spending a year of pro hockey, like you half year in the NHL, like it's a little bit, but anytime you get to wear that Jersey, yeah. you want to go, but, uh, yeah, we'll see what Winnipeg says. Obviously it's cool. It's going to be three weeks before training camp. Yeah. And it's going to obviously having an injury this year. Um, leading into the off season, it's going to be a little bit trickier situation. So we'll see what happens, but I'm not sure. Yeah, Edmonton's a great spot too. I um, we've got it. We've made a lot of friends, Bryce and I, in the pod. Some of the yeah. guys out out in Edmonton. So we uh, we got to get out there in the summer and check it out. I had an invite out to play. It's I guess out in BC Sagebrush, and they've got some really really nice courses out uh, out that way. That I I got to get out and check out at some point. So we got a bit of travel. Bryce and I are going to hook up a little bit this year. So hopefully, if you're around though, uh, Cole, you can come. I don't know, roll some putts on the greens or something with us sometime. We'll, uh, we'll come, play yeah. some, we'll come play Oshawa and we can just uh, walk around and chat or something. But what's well, um, a day in life for you? Um, maybe just before your injury, um, just like a normal day at the, at the rink, kind of what yeah. you go through. Yeah. Like you said, obviously the injuries changed my schedule a little bit, but on a normal day when everything's healthy and good, uh, usually we're there at like eight, eight thirty, forty five at the rink. So so I'm out a 15 minute drive. So I get up like eight, head over there. We got, uh, we get treated really well with the food. So we have a full, uh, buffet breakfast and omelet nice. station, all that kind of stuff in the morning every day. So that's, uh, it's pretty nice to wake up to. Um, and then usually we'll, I don't know, usually we'll have a meeting, tape your sticks, work out, do your warm up, Um, and then hop on for hop on the ice at 11. Um, usually skate for about an hour. Uh, get off and do whatever you got to do treatment sauna cold tub hot tub whatever you got to do at the rink and then they get they provide us lunch at the rink as well so um usually just eat some lunch take some of that home for later uh come home and depends on the time of year but in the cold winter it's uh you know me and my roommate are hanging out watching a lot of movies playing a lot of video games Mm um yeah just just kind of staying staying busy when you can't really get outside because it's so cold yeah um, is that uh is that every day of the week you guys are kind of there at eight and out by like noon noon yeah or obviously game days are a little yeah, bit different yeah. like you'll have uh, travel days and stuff yeah so that that stuff changes it but like that's our typical practice day our typical game day is get there at like 8 30 skate at at uh at 10 and, and it's usually about a 15 minute skate just yeah. to touch the clock no workout and then uh just get back and have a nap, relax, do whatever you got to do before the game, and then uh, head over like three hours early. So nice. I'm yeah, a uh, I'm a big Hellybuck fan. I, like I said, I was a goalie, so I'm a big Hellybuck fan. One of the best goalies in the world. Um, top three, probably, um, right around there. So obviously, like there's there's some elite guys like Vasily himself, John Gibson, a couple of these guys, and then you know, you, ever, you score on this guy. Um, practice like buddy, i would <laughs> light this guy's lamp so it was uh, sunburn after i was done with him <laughs> it's uh the first i mean it's the beginning of the year i uh was a new guy and i was not uh i'll just shooting out the pads eh? exactly. i was get just sifting it in there on the pillows <laughs> making sure that i wasn't hitting them up high now uh kind of built a relationship with them went ice fishing a lot with them so oh, nice. kind of got kind of got pretty close with them um so now so now you're just ringing his bell down right at his right beside his ears, try to just score as much as I can. Um, 
and kind of, he gives it to everyone. He, he's pretty competitive, especially on the ice. He'll yell at you. Like when you score at him, he'll freak out. So That's awesome. it's pretty fun. Uh, so yeah, not, not afraid to shoot high at him anymore, but I used to be. Yeah. Do you ever get the old pucks coming back at you after you score on them? Uh, so, so, sometimes if you rip one, like, and he doesn't like where it hits him. Yeah. And there's time he'll like grab that. a puck and rip it at you in the corner or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can really like that in junior. I'd always give it to him after he scored and he just <laughs> fire on at me. Yeah. I told Bryce that like as as a goalie, you get you get them in like some bad spots. I, I ended up taking one like you kind of go up for like a save and like you bring your shoulders up a little bit here if you're watching us on YouTube. And like I take I took one like right in the bottom of the cheekbone, just split a tooth right open. It was just like tough spot. It was like a deflection, like right up in front of me. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I couldn't be a goalie, game. man. Yeah, it was no, it was terrible. Crazy. I uh, fearless. Yeah, then I went and just played like pickup with my buddies and score a bunch of goals and stuff like that in men's league. It's it's fun, man. I should have uh, yeah. I don't know, should have tried that originally. I don't think it, <laughs> I got a better chance at golf. I'll just stick to golf and, and podcasting here and and what uh, what Bryce and I have going on. Um draft day. So your I've heard the, we've been lucky enough to hear the story with Chad. Um not on the podcast, but Chad sh- shared that story that uh, kind of like special moment pulling the heartstrings here again. Um, Bulls was a little different though, a few rounds before Chatty. So, <laughs> Bryce just loves giving it to him, eh? So, I know Blake was, I think Blake was there. I was talking with Blake. Yeah, Blake was yeah, there. So it was at Brock Street Brewery? Yeah, it was at Brock Street Brewery. Yeah. So, can you, can you take us through that day? Can you, can we, you got a few minutes? Take us through that day. Yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. So, like during COVID, not a typical draft. So, we did it at home. And at the time, we were allowed 50 people in an indoor space, I think. Um, so we rented out the Brock street brewery and like had like the whole place to ourselves. So it's pretty good spot. Um, had lots of family, friends, everyone that I kind of thought helped along the way. And then a bunch of my buddies, like, 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 uh, Blake, uh, Ethan Cardwell, Jack Thompson, all my bunch of guys from junior hockey that, you know, got really close with, and they were all there. And, um, yeah, just, it, I think it, you know, it started at eight. I got picked at like, 850 maybe felt like the longest 50 minutes of my oh, life like, i was sweating the whole time every pick i was like so anxious and <laughs> finally finally got picked at, at 10 there and um it was just it was awesome so happy and um and then i had to do a couple media things um and then went back to my place all the well we celebrated actually at, at brock street for probably an hour just with all friends and family. And then all my buddies, we all went back to, to my place that night and, uh, just had a good time, hung out and celebrated. So it was pretty fun. Bit of a short golf career. Have you made a hole in one yet? No. Uh, okay. So wh- when no, you do, I, I, we're going to have you back on, we're going to ask you like, what, what was more like electric at that moment? Like get, <laughs> getting drafted in the NHL or making a hole in one. Cause was, I don't know, you know if a hole in one would even contend. Man. Probably not. Probably not. If I don't know. Gonna... Yeah. It's a good not. feeling. Trust me. It's a good feeling, but I don't know. I, I think, uh, I mean, probably not just cause I've worked my whole life for hockey, but if I get a hole in one, well, Ethan Cardwell is in my foursome and I can get it before he gets one. Yeah. There you go. I might lose it. Ooh. I might, I might I freak out. Maybe I should try to go first round next year and <laughs> compare. Yeah. In my exactly. beer league, I've been white. <laughs> Bryce been, says four yeah, talks yeah. a game, so Trust I might as well me. 
trust Might me with the hole fun. in one you've only made one hole in one man i made one when i was like 13 i've been <laughs> hunting it ever since so um yeah. it's it's a pretty like pretty wild moment i had one lot uh a close call last year um i'm not bragging telling the story again it was on a par four it just hit a good slope and shot onto the green and it was like a foot away and i didn't even know like because you can't see it right so well, and you threw a Dart at Deer Creek when you're with oh, me. Yeah, that one had a yeah. We thought because we couldn't see it, Lance. We thought we did think it went oh, in, so we were oh. we were a little excited, but uh, you couldn't see the hole. So it's uh, it's a pretty cool moment, like especially if you can see it go in the the first and only one I've gotten so far. Uh, a lot of close calls, but was uh, yeah, was I didn't cool. see mine go in either. But cool I knew like it was. I looked at my guys. I was playing. I was like, that could be in the hole, boys. How does like, uh, <laughs> how do the hats work, Cole? They you get a hat from like every team. How does this work? For, oh, yeah. For the, for the, I was going to ask that. For oh, yeah. Yeah. They gave us a, I mean, that night, I, I guess it was like the first time they ever did it. So, yeah, that night they gave us a, a hat from every, one half from every team. Right. Um, they you wanted to make sure. Their... see them. Like they tried to keep them like hidden from you, didn't they? Or no? Or they just all out front? Like they were all just in a box. Right I guess it didn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. So, it was whoever picked me, I just had to pick the hat out of the box. Okay. They just sent all 32 just in case, obviously, you never know. Um, And they wanted you to have something from the night. Like, you know, when you get drafted, like in a regular draft, you go down, you get your jersey, you put a hat on, you take the picture. So they wanted it to be someone like that. Like when you get picked and you're you're on the Zoom or whatever, that you can throw on the team's hat. So got a box of hats and a lot of a couple guys, a couple buddies that I that got drafted of tether teams i gave them their like those hats i'm like i don't I, i'm not what am i gonna do and the rest of them i got like a box of, like 20 hats just sitting in my basement like <laughs> never gonna do anything with them to donate yeah. once you're a jet you gotta i don't know you gotta burn those you gotta give those things away right you uh, yeah, i gotta burn the maple well, leaves one <laughs> i know i posted uh questions for cole today and uh the the leafs fans and and leafs nation here were uh ruthless it was a little bit there were there were there were a few yeah golf references and stuff like that and i said don't worry i'm a leaf fan too we'll be joining them on the course soon enough so um but i wondered that because i was like you know these guys aren't actors like everybody's so excited but how do they get the hat like how do they know right so it's uh it's one of those things it was kind of uh it was on my mind i i did because we were obviously i was watching the draft too so i was like how how do they know like i don't know which one to pick one up but uh First goal, first goal against Anaheim, Jamie, uh, Jamie Drysdale. Yeah. We are talking about him earlier. So first goal against Anaheim at Anaheim? Or no, no sorry, first, first goal was at Washington. Game. Yeah, first goal was at Washington. First, first game, game in Anaheim. Anaheim. Yeah. So, so were, you, first, were, were you at home versus Anaheim? No, we were in Anaheim okay, uh, cool. for the first game and then in Washington for the first goal. Gotcha, gotcha. So what was the, uh, what was the first game like? Like you've kind of taken us through the day in the life, but kind of uh, – maybe getting into the tunnel what's that what's that feeling like yeah it was uh you know how it goes like when uh no no i don't <laughs> like like you know you know when you like watch like, their solo yeah. lap so i knew obviously that was coming and yeah. just jitters got to the front of the line and i remember saying to myself just don't slip on a puck hey, right <laughs> just a couple laps Did so. they bucket on or no they make yeah they let me go they didn't take mine so oh. like a couple guys that we had like my roommate when he played his first game um in detroit they took his he was bucket. getting dressed he went to the bathroom to take to, to fix his hair whatever go to the bathroom and they took his helmet um yeah. they hit it on him so he had to go out with no helmet for the whole warm so kind of glad they didn't i got to wear my helmet um but i it, yeah solo lap was great my parents actually were able to 
find a flight. They got out there to Anaheim for the, nice. for the first games we played in Anaheim and then San Jose. So, um, yeah, I went to Anaheim, played awesome experience. Like the NHL, like just, yeah. I was losing my mind. I was having such a good time. And then uh, a couple of days off in San Jose, my parents made the drive down. So, um, went out for dinner with them. It was a great trip and then played in San Jose. And, and that was that, that was my first road trip in the NHL. And, um, what a guy, you know, Rice. Could you imagine like, you know, you're, you raise your son, you want to be in the NHL and then he, he gets to play out on the West coast and, and we're Canadians obviously. So they're headed down to the, uh, the West coast. The parents must've loved that getting to, uh, yeah. get to check out. Yeah. The they, uh, nice little vacation too. They had a blast. Did the drive from Anaheim to San Jose. It's a six hour drive. They, they loved it. I think it was that like pretty scenic route. Yeah. Uh, no doubt. We actually played a pretty legit course on the ocean on one of our off days. Um, it's called Half Moon Bay. Yep. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Uh, um, I've heard of Half Moon, yeah. It was a pretty sweet track, like right on the ocean. We were using rental clubs and stuff, so everyone was just trash. But, yeah, but it was just uh, the experience getting out there and playing. Yeah. It was, so that was pretty cool. Like when we have off days, like last week we were in Tampa and all the guys played. Uh, the first day they went down to Trump National. And they right. played that. And then the next day they played uh, TPC Tampa. So pretty good. Uh, yeah. Anyone bring their sticks on the plane? Just throw them no, in? No, they, they, a couple guys are bringing range finders in their golf shoes and stuff. <laughs> but uh, they just rent clubs. Yeah, just get a caddy. Um, the guy who does our intro music, Roy Blackroy, does a great job. We've been using his music for a while. It's, uh, it's awesome stuff. He posted like a reel of Half Moon Bay and it looked so good definitely uh yeah, sure. so it was very of, nice one of his favorite courses definitely on the uh on the bucket list but uh trump too as well as uh yeah damn yeah so range finders and shoes and stuff i like it <laughs> yeah. what I, about uh first goal yeah that was in washington it was actually for so we uh we went up one nothing like the first shift of the game on the power play and then um so my my two line mates are on the first power play unit so they scored like 20 seconds in the power play so I didn't get a shift. My first shift was like three and a half minutes in. Who, who were you playing with at the time? Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois and Kyle Connor. Nice. I was playing. Um, kind of got the puck in my own zone, just shoveled it back to our, our D and behind our net. And he made a stretch pass to, to uh, Kyle Connor. He made a little chip to Doobie. And I was kind of just hustled up the ice, made it a two-on-one. He put a pass right on my stick just to catch close my eyes and release and pray yeah. to God. I went in and kind of blacked out after that. Like I couldn't believe, like I, I remember coming back to the bench. I looked at, at Dubin. I was like, man, I just scored in the NHL. Like, holy shit. <laughs> um, so it was pretty cool. Uh, couldn't, uh, I remember like the whole night I was just like, so happy. Like yeah. couldn't believe it, but, uh, yeah, it was pretty great. Pretty cool feeling. <clears throat> that might be a better, uh, correlation with the hole in one story that might be yeah i yeah, think that's yeah. Yeah. a couple of pretty good line mates there too not not bad yeah I'm a, I'm a huge cole perfetti fan definitely a huge cole perfetti fan but kyle connor does wonders for me in the fantasy world um so yeah he's an unbelievable player too right what a uh yeah i don't know yeah being, on, with being him, online uh, with him would be a lot of fun i, I imagine it was right? yeah just kind of the stuff you look at like it's just passing the puck and sit back and just you know what they can do like yeah. the stuff they do is just 
ridiculous. Still, so, my teammates used to say about me. <laughs> still, somehow <laughs> underrated too. I don't know. He I is know. very underrated. I don't, I don't know. Not enough people. If he played in Toronto, he would. Uh, yeah, he'd be old, like he'd be the most talked about guy in the NHL. So good old Michigan boy too. Yep, yeah, he is. Yep. So great, uh, great player. Like practicing with this guy, that's the best. Like after yeah. practice or whatever, just messing around. Like the stuff this guy does is blows you away. It's unbelievable. Before we uh, before we let you go, Cole, I want to ask you, what's the toughest thing about being a professional athlete? There's obviously lots of you know good that goes into it. What's the what's the toughest thing for you to uh, whether it was adapting the lifestyle or you know kind of getting into the routine? Um, you know anything that sticks out for you? Yeah, I mean travel. We hear a lot athletes. of travel. We hear a ton of travel. Bryce and I have, and like it's a bit different because they're all driving or whatever it is. But like a lot of the, we try to get a lot of the PGA Tour Canada pros on and stuff, and travel is always what we hear. Yeah, I mean, so our travel is a little bit, probably a little bit different. Yeah, PJs um, everywhere. Yeah, we PJ everywhere, and and uh, we get spoiled when it comes to that. Like the travel is not bad. I mean, it, it is hard when you're going from, um, I don't know, San Jose to Colorado and you got to, but even then like back-to-backs aren't very, very yeah, common. You're just walking on the tarmac right on the plane. Yeah. Right, getting served, like, getting down. Yeah. On the plane. So like the travel's really not that bad. I guess the time, the time change is kind of hard. Like when you go yeah. from, right. you'll play in Vancouver and then the next night you have a back-to-back in Edmonton and it's, time change a little different. It's, it throws you off and having to adjust to that. And I guess the jet lag a little bit, but mm-hmm. for the most part, like I, we get our travel situation is so good that that's not really an issue. Um, I think it's gotta be the size and the speed. No. Well, yeah. The, the physical, <clears throat> like, physical aspect of it is, is very hard. Like, you know, your body's going through at 82 games and in a season and you're, you know, going up against freak shows every night that are just yeah specimens sure. and they're you're you're putting your body on the line like it's obviously very hard that way but i think another part of it that kind of is is like the the media is hard to deal with like when you're fresh yeah. into it like learning how to deal with the media like you know in your face after a loss you know trying yeah. to ride the, the good with the bad like it, it's hard and being in a canadian market like obviously there's lots of lots of eyes on you lots of attention and um we have good great fans and and, and good media here but um, you know, you can see like it, it's, it can sometimes wear on guys and it's hard and learning to deal with that was, was not easy. Um, still learning, obviously I've only been around for a little bit, so I'm still learning how to do that. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of criticism. It's a, being a professional athlete, you know, you're, you're compared to your peers every day. Um, and you know, one night you can be great. And the next night, you know, the, you, you might not have your best night in there. You're going to get criticized. So, you know, yeah, yeah, that's, that's golf, just, right? That's golf too, man. Yeah, I think it's all professional sports. Yeah. Like you take you have to take the good with the bad. Like you know, you live a great lifestyle, you make lots of money, and yeah, you're on the road, and and you have a lot of great things about it. But there's obviously things that you know, it, it's tough. So, um, but it's 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 awesome. Like the lifestyle is so fun. Like you know, playing, you get to play hockey for your job. Yeah. It's pretty, yeah. It's pretty ridiculous. That you you deserve it, that. man. You deserve it. If, yeah, uh, you know, it's it's uh, like I'm a big believer. Professional athletes, Bryce and I, we were talking about this a while ago. Now, Bryce, remember DJ went back to back 80s, and then he uh, fired off like nine wins and or whatever yeah. it was, seven wins in in like a year and a half, right? So like 
people were kind of writing him off. 80, went back-to-back 80s at, I can't remember what tournament it was, but and then, yeah, obviously wins the Masters and stuff like that. So everybody has their good and bad, like good and bad days, right? So it's uh, it's hard, man. Being a professional athlete would be tough. Again, I do not know, but <laughs> I have no experience with that, but I can't imagine. Uh, it'd be a grind. It'd be a grind regardless. Anybody, uh, who's the toughest defender you've played against? Like what do you mean, physically or like or even actual defensive, defensive? However, however he perceives that. I mean, the best defenseman I played was Makar. Like yeah, he's just good. he's pretty. Yeah, good. Like, I, said, I literally had this conversation with Mac on our last episode. I said Kel Makar is the best player, best defenseman in the league, hands down. Yeah, defensively, like, offensively, most, I don't care. He's the most dynamic. Like I remember, like we we got killed by Colorado one night, like seven one or something, and. He was just flying up and down the ice, and he's so good. So I would definitely say he's up there. Quinn Hughes is pretty, he's pretty good. Um, yeah. Well, we were saying this because I, I think I said we were talking with. Uh, he said Hadman for defensive no, defense. Yeah, we were talking with Bob Winskwitz. He's the owner of Squares Golf. Um, they're like a golf shoe uh, manufacturer. They have Sepp Strack on their roster, so he's just one. We should get Cole little, connected little with Bob. And get but uh, shoes. yeah, so he's he's from he's from Boston very thick Boston accent. And I was saying Charlie McAvoy, in my opinion, is one of the best defensive defenders in the game, right? In the game of hockey. So um one of the best all around defenders too. So then we got into the conversation about Kel McCarr, Victor Hedman and those guys. So I'm just curious at your level kind of uh, anybody you've run into or who you've run into that you've kind of like Yeah. All those at. guys. And then I would add Roman Yossi. Bro, like, yeah. He was in that conversation the other yeah. day. Yeah. He is unbelievable. This guy is He's he's a time. unit too. He's been yeah. good for a long time so too. Hard yeah. in the corners, guy. I think he has like ninety points this year as a defenseman. It's just insane. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's he's up there for sure. Yeah, that's a uh, yeah yeah. He's pretty good, man. He's pretty good. I uh, like obviously ours. Ours is always fantasy. So Roman Yossi's always kind of one of the ones that comes up, and obviously Evans pretty good and stuff too. So yeah. it's kind of one of those things. Uh, <laughs> it just it just makes you think like. You know, at that level, is there anybody that you've run into that's been kind of like, I don't know if I can beat this guy. What do I got to do to beat this guy? And then you would kind of develop your game to try and do that. Tip and chase, baby. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of everyone in the NHL. They're all so good defensive. Isn't that crazy? You can't beat guys one-on-one, really, unless they're Patrick Kane or something Mm -hmm. like that. Like, you get lucky, but they don't have a good gap or they make a mistake. But for for the most part, you're not beating a guy one-on-one. So, And I feel like so many people don't even, like, look at that aspect of the NHL like when you watch a game realize how many guys chip pucks off the glass like to get out of their zone or chip it like it, it happens yeah. way more than people yeah realize. you have to everyone's just in the right like the positioning they're always in just a perfect yeah. spot it's so annoying like it's you can't do anything but you got to get it in deep because you're going to turn it over so just that's how good everyone is that's what I've always said the difference between like the A and the NHL is like positional and where guys know where they need to be and exactly literally the guys never out of place in the NHL is they're just always in the right spot at the right time. That's exactly that's exactly what it is. Like the uh-huh. AHL, they all skate the same, they shoot the same, they have the same hands. Like physically, they're all the same, but it's mentally like where you like being in the right spot. Like you know, in the NHL, yeah, you're in your correct spot. You're gonna get the puck, and you know where to to move it because other guys are going to be in the They'd right spot. There. Yeah. It's almost, it's almost easier if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Well, well obviously being harder, but it, it's almost easier. It's kind of a, like a good correlation or way to tie golf in is we've had the uh, executive director of PGA tour, Kenneth Scott Pritchard on, he said the same thing. So 
you know, when they have guys come through play PGA tour Canada, um, obviously they're as good as the guys on the PGA tour. They're as talented. There's, you know, but it's the guys who can like be mentally prepared to get to that next level, go through corn Ferry mm-hmm. tour, go on to the PGA tour. Um, you know, it's a, it's a mental game at that. Sometimes there's freaks. There's like tiger, John Daly, guys like this that are just like random freak athletes that are going to play no matter what their mental state is or, and they're going to win. But, uh, obviously like something that Scotty Scheffler is going through right now is he had that mental breakthrough and now he just wins every, every week. Yeah. Every, every week. Yeah. Every week. But, uh, cool. Thanks so much, Brad, anything you want to, or Bryce, anything you want to add before we go? No, I'm good. Just blended you and Chad together there. Sorry. Yeah, that was, tough. <laughs> that was weird. I haven't done that before, but, uh, yeah, you and you and your brother <laughs> as a duo can just be Brad now, but, uh, thanks so much, Cole. That was, this was great. Really appreciate you taking the time out of your uh, busy schedule. This was, uh, this was a lot of fun. Kind of nice to, uh, see it from a different perspective and, uh, yeah, see, see golf is like a hobby, right? So let's, uh, let's tee it up this summer if we can, or I guess you're, you're not going to be playing a whole lot this summer, but we will, uh, we'll connect. We'll try and, uh, I don't know if you're down at the course, I work close by, I'll come by, say hello, and, uh, we'll roll some putts or something. Perfect. Yeah. No, I appreciate you guys having me on. That was a lot of fun. And yeah, hopefully we'll get up for, for a round or hopefully soon, hopefully this summer. <laughs> Might be 2023, but, uh, yeah. even if we just go pitch a couple balls, man, we'll have a good time. Bryce will be down. We'll yeah. have, uh, yeah, when Blake's, uh, I don't know if Blake's there again this year, but um, if he's down there, we'll uh, we'll come by and say hello. Awesome. All awesome. Right. Thank you. Thanks so much, man. Very cool. See you, buddy. See you guys. Have a good He's out in my ball and of course so I tee up. I lose the ball and I rear up. I miss the fairway. I probably end up in the ocean or maybe the beach. And I'm on a part five and I'm finna go reach it. Second was blind, I see it. Feel like it might be an average. I was working scenario. Birdie.